Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our continuation of our NBA draft analysis series, and today we're going to talk about the Miami Heat. So the Miami Heat only have one pick in this year's draft, and they have the 20th overall pick. So, Jalen, considering that this team just went to the finals, do you see this team having a, a glaring need at a certain position? I mean, glaring need? Not necessarily. I mean, considering the circumstances, we found out that Kelly Olenek is still a rotational player on this team. Kendrick Nunn is no slouch. Tyler Hero is no slouch. Duncan Robinson's a great shooter from the outside. Obviously, Jimmy Butler leads them. I mean, I think they could get a little bit more depth at the point guard position considering we don't know the circumstances with Goran Dragic in terms of him being brought back onto the roster. Um, I think it'll have a lot to do with how friendly his deal would be because everybody and their mama knows that, like, the Miami Heat are in pursuit of Giannis Antetokounmpo next summer and they don't want to do anything long-term or sign up for any contracts that could potentially jeopardize their uh their chance to put their name in the pot um to go after a big name guy like that who who could be up and could be looking for a new home so i think they should maybe go point guard i think the the few names that come up going point guard wise especially thinking about the heat culture um i think the first guy is cole anthony hard nose score at the point guard position that very animated, uh, very uh, outgoing, and very open to holding guys accountable, something that literally kind of screams the heat culture. And he's going to be a guy who is not going to be asked to be the primary scorer on his team the way he was in AAU or playing for Oak Hill, for example. So he's going to be on a team where he's going to have to fold into a bit of a role. Is that something that he's capable of doing? questionable but if he can he's an excellent scorer at that point guard position that would be a great one-two punch for the Miami Heat alongside Jimmy Butler and things of that nature another guy that comes to mind off the rip defensively is a guy I'm gonna keep bringing his name up for the spots Trey Jones I mean Trey Jones is a guy that's instantly plug and play facilitates can play extremely well defense for his position, at least guarding ones and twos. Great defensive pairing with Jimmy Butler in the backcourt. He's a guy who's used to playing around a handful of talent and knows how to work within a system rather than being a guy who needs the ball in his hands, unlike a guy maybe like Cole Anthony. So he can't create his shot the way a guy like Cole Anthony can, but Trey Jones is a guy who can you can plug right into a system and he can play from day one. And considering that the Heat are coming off of a championship appearance, they don't really need any big personalities. They just need guys who can contribute and play ball. And then, I mean, I guess the third other the third option after that would probably be a guy, hey, man, new, new name on the podcast. We haven't said his name a ton. Tyrell Terry out of Stanford, dude. This guy can shoot the rock in Miami. They got some shooters out there. This dude shot 40% from three, averaged 14.6 points per game, four rebounds, three assists, nearly a steal and a half 
I mean, he's a guy that I think you can instantly plug in and just add him to the flamethrowers they already got out there with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson shooting back there. So I think they definitely go point guard. I think you can choose where you want to go, though. Do you go? Do you get a shot creator like a guy like Anthony? Do you get a guy who is a plug-and-play defender who can also facilitate and a guy like Trey Jones? Or do you go for a wild card like a guy like Tyrell Terry who's just a straight shooter and can definitely develop into a potential second, third, maybe even at the worst, fourth option scoring-wise for a Miami Heat team that – Really ain't looking for nobody else to put the ball in the bucket, but sure as heck wouldn't be disappointed if they got more guys to do so. So I do like having a guy like Tyrell Terry on the Miami Heat because I think they're so good at putting together their draft class that they're one of the deepest teams right now in the Eastern Conference. And I think a guy like Tyrell Terry, who's moving up the draft board, he has a quick release. He can hit from way outside. I think there's a spot for him on this team, considering that there's a guy like Goran Dragic possibly leaving in the offseason. And besides Dragic, the other point guard that is getting considerable minutes on this team is Kendrick Nunn, who did not perform well in the playoffs, but he performed very well in the regular season. So I think having a guy like Tyrell Terry isn't a bad choice. I think they can get a guy like Patrick Williams out of Florida State because I think they need versatility at the forward position, a player that will defend. Even though they have Jimmy Butler already at the small forward position, I think they just need some guy to compliment him coming off the bench. I think that he's a good defender. He's not that great on the offensive side. And I think if Williams gets drafted by Miami, I think they could really mold him into a good offensive player. I think he's going to be able to help this team out, but he needs to, he needs to improve offensively in order to do that. I mean, he's one of the youngest players in the draft. I mean, talk about improvement. Um, Six man of the year in the ACC. If he needs to improve, at least we know we're building from somewhere good. Um, He's even a guy who's used to or understands how to play within limited spurts. I think your concern offensively with him, I think I, I question it a little bit, but it's not because I don't, you know, believe you or not understand where you're coming from because he doesn't have an overall game to that extent where we have anything that we can say he's necessarily can rely on. And of course, nine points and four rebounds doesn't like jump off the screen. But this is a guy with superb athleticism, shoots 83% from the free throw line, which shows that he has a shooting touch that could potentially turn into him being able to stretch the floor and shoot from three. I think another thing is building the NBA body up. Obviously, a 6'8", 225. I say you put about five, 10 more pounds on in a heat system where you know they are going to work him and make sure that he's right. I mean, they're one of the only teams in the league that actually has like a fitness level test that you have to pass in order to actually even, you know, truly be a participant of part of this team. James Johnson literally was not a part of this team because he couldn't seem to pass it. So you see the type of standard that the, this organization holds their guys to from being in terms of being, uh, you know, in peak physical shape. So I think underneath um, heat tutelage around guys that embrace and embody the heat culture, I think a guy like Patrick Williams could truly grow within their system. I think the question really just comes down to whether or not he will fall that low. Um, as a guy with such a boom-bust potential in terms of how he could potentially break into the league, 
I don't know how he falls past the lottery. That's my own personal projection on him. I feel as though he's a guy who I don't see falling past the lottery area because there's so much you could potentially gain from having him on the roster and in the right situation. He could be the perfect guy that you need to not only plug in and play day one, but potentially butt into something even better than what, you know, might be seen on with pen and paper in terms of stats. So I think there's a question um, as to whether or not power forward is where they really need to go. But if you can get Patrick, Patrick Williams at that low, um, that late, shoot, that's just a value pick at that point. And you can never go wrong with a guy like that, that late in the draft. So I have to pose another question because I feel like this one makes a little more sense than what we asked in the Memphis episode, which was where they could possibly go in free agency if they see somebody that they like. I think Miami has a lot of options in free agency that they could pursue. I think Fred Van Vliet seems like a good option to fill the shooting guard position, even though they have guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Honestly, I think they could still pursue for Giannis, maybe even package this pick in on a trade to get Giannis. Obviously, it doesn't seem likely because Giannis is on the final year of his contract, and they would pretty much just have to do a sign-in trade. But honestly, Jalen, I wanted to get your thoughts because even though this free agency class isn't deep, your point guard is a free agent. So do you try to re-sign him, or do you take the draft route to draft another point guard? I mean, that's up to Gorin. I mean, honestly, I mean, he's, he was one of the, the Heat's leading scorers in the playoffs. I think second only to Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. He showed that he, he could be um, a top performer when the lights got bright. I, he just got injured. You can't, I'm not going to blame Gorin for that. I think it's up to Gorin in terms of what type of deal he wants to sign because I think bringing back a, an older guy like Goran Dragic, I think he's about 34 years old, is a lot easier to maybe bring in on a team-friendly deal for one, maybe a one-in-one one or something of that nature rather than having to commit to a younger guy like Fred Van Vliet who's going to command some money coming off of not only a championship but also potentially pushing, um, pushing his team into another Eastern Conference Finals appearance, that's without Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, he also embodies a lot of the culture-based characteristics that helped Toronto build themselves up this past year and kind of overachieve what a lot of people assumed would be the downfall of their team when looking at a roster that literally just took out a whole all-star top five player in the league. So out of, out of the two guys you mentioned in terms of Goran Dragic and Fred Van Vliet, Goran Dragic being re-signed might even be the easier way to, to handle your point guard position. But the other thing is, if you can't get Goran Dragic for whatever reason the circumstances may be, maybe he wants to go hook up with the homie Luka in Dallas. That's just my personal preference for where he goes, considering that I have my quarrels about J.J. Barea moving forward. But if a guy like Goran Dragic chooses that, you know, the deal that the Miami Heat present him is not one that is favorable for him or he's just a guy who decides that he wants to go to another team for his own personal decisions this is a point guard litter litter draft like if there was any time where you had a point guard hole and you needed it filled this year is the perfect situation to go ahead and get a point guard for great value at 20 and you can't really miss Kira Lewis Jr., great p- potential pickup. Cole Anthony, great potential pickup. 
Tyrell Terry, great potential potential pickup. I mean, even a guy like Theo Maladon could potentially follow the fall this far. Trey Jones. I mean, like there's a ton of options. Even if you want to reach on a guy, I think a perfect guy who doesn't even have any business being on the Miami Heat, but just has the type of cultural outlook on him that would fit right into them. Cassius Winston would be a perfect pick and roll point guard with Bam Adebayo. And he really doesn't even fit the the, the true need for what this team needs. They really need a scorer slash defender at the point guard position. But his ability to score off the pick and roll is just something that would combine with Bam Adebayo might even be something that they might even want to experiment with. So in a point guard litter draft, go get the point guard. Like, don't don't make it more complicated than it has to be. If you can get Gorn and still get more point guard depth, perfect. If you can get Gorn and shoot on a potential project or a potential guy that you're going to have to lean in based off potential itself, like a guy like Patrick Williams, Pokusevsky, Jalen Smith out of Maryland. These are guys that you can take a, a fling on because you have the pick, you have Gorn already in your back pocket in terms of hopefully getting a commitment that he'll sign back with you um, in free agency following the draft. Like they have so many options in a draft that gives them a lot of areas they can go. And being at 20, it's a value pick, especially for a team coming off of a championship appearance. So you did mention a lot of names. You mentioned Cole Anthony, you mentioned Kira Lewis Jr. You mentioned Tyrell Terry. You mentioned Cassius Winston. The best choice for this team is Tyrell Terry. I think if you go and get a guy like Cassius Winston, especially in the first round, I think it might be a reach. Agreed. Um, because I think that given the point guard talent that is in this draft, he's not the best point guard. However, he would be a draft steal. And I think that we've given a lot of credit to Cassius Winston because of the program that he's come from. Great program at Michigan State. But then you look at guys like Tyrell Terry, Cole Anthony, Kira Lewis Jr. I'd say Devin Vassell as well. I mean, if you want to go higher, I would say LaMelo Ball. If you're looking at the entire guard depth that's in this draft, there's a lot of talent. So I think it's interesting that Miami has a 20th overall pick and they just came off of a finals appearance because at first you look at this team, you see that there's not really a lot of weaknesses. There's not really a lot of glaring holes on this team. I think point guard could be an interesting spot considering that if Drogic leaves, you have a chance to replace him with a viable replacement in the draft. Given the guys that I mentioned earlier, I think that Tyrell Terry fits the mold of the team. Patrick Williams could mold into a great player if he gets selected by Miami. Cole Anthony would be an interesting selection for this team. Kiro Lewis would be another great scorer for this team. Cassius Winston fits into the offense of this team. There's a lot of guys that Miami could select. And I think having the 20th overall pick is good considering that it's not the last pick of the first round. So I think Miami is in good hands right now. I mean, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Like, I mean, honestly, that's the thing. And I mean, in terms of mentioning Cassius Winston, obviously, first of all, big fan of, of his work overall, especially the last two years for Michigan State. Um, so obviously that's one of the biggest reasons why I even mentioned him. But also, although I agree with you in terms of the aspect of him not maybe being the best point guard available, he is the most pro ready 
point guard available in terms of his understanding of the pick and roll and things of that nature, where he would instantly mesh with a guy like Bam Adebayo and you could plug him in instantly and he can give you between 15 and 25, um, 25 minutes a night and be productive within that time frame. I still agree that a guy like Tyro Terry, I really think that a guy like Trey Jones might be the perfect fit for the Miami Heat. Um, if I have my own personal pre- preferences, just because he's a another plug and play player, he's a younger version of Cassius Winston to me in a separate way. Cassius Winston was pro ready because of his ability to understand NBA offense. Trey Jones is NBA ready because of the fact that he has NBA level defensive integrity, not only on ones and twos, but his ability to play passing lanes that disrupts the overall concept of a defense uh, of an offense. I mean, in the terms that, Miami was a team that going down the back end of the playoffs and going into the finals, especially there was a point where they switched to a zone and it was extremely effective. And a guy like Trey Jones, who loves to play man, but can also be active with his hands in a zone concept makes him a versatile defender on a roster full of versatile defenders. So it's like one of those like match made in heaven situations where a guy like Trey Jones can instantly be plugged in, be a facilitator. He's not going to be asked to score because of the amount of scores they already have on the team. If they bring back Goran Dragic, he can learn under a guy like Goran who had to develop as an offensive player moving on from teams like the Suns before coming to Miami. And it's an overall value pick. Once again, like you said beforehand, at a late first round pick, for a team coming off of a finals appearance, like that's a great position to be in. So, I mean, they have a lot to build off of. It just, it's a, it's a question of what you're, what you're looking for. Do you want a guy that you need to develop into something and could potentially have very big boom potential, but it could come at a, a, at a, not a high risk considering where they're drafting at, but like a risk nonetheless, or do you go for a plug and play player knowing that you guys have championship aspirations and put a guy in who you know instantly fits into your system and can play day one. Like, it just depends on what their preference is. So transitioning to our question of the day for our fans, do you think Miami will select a point guard with the 20th overall pick? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars. And of course, subscribe to us wherever you get our podcast. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.